You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. I would like to take you on a strange journey. These are just unexplained phenomena. Supernatural tales of the paranormal and otherworldly. You want to see the ghosts? You're a little bit excited and it's creeping me out, man. Oh, that's so weird. I'm sure you'll find this amusing, but I'm afraid of the dark. Apparently you like a little edge. And welcome to another episode of the Dark Edge Podcast. My name is Todd Holst, host of the Evening Edge on WHIO Radio. And I'm joined, as always, with my buddy, Tim DeBusk, the Paranormal Hunter. Tim, Hello. how are you? I'm good. How are you doing today, Todd? I'm doing uh, I'm doing well. It's been a while since we have uh, put out a new podcast. Uh, the last podcast that we did was actually when you were on my show. Correct. And we, uh, we posted that, and uh, we talked about a number of things, and we took some phone calls and whatnot. Um, but, uh, but this is sort of... Uh, Kind of an aside from uh, the regular Evening Edge talk show yep. that you can hear on uh, WHIO Monday through Friday from 5 to 7. Uh, Tim and I have known each other for a couple of years. If you happen to be new to the podcast, you're just picking it up. Uh, we did, I think, four or five last year. Mm-hmm. And we had a uh, another person on the podcast and they've moved on. So now it's just Tim and I doing our thing. And uh, I'm excited because we've got... Uh, some uh, upcoming investigations. Yep. A couple of uh, bars, restaurants here in the Dayton area mm-hmm. that uh, the folks uh, have said that we can uh, we can visit. So we'll go in there. Uh, we'll probably do you know like a live stream of our actual investigation on social media, uh, but we'll also talk about it uh, here on the show. Yep. Uh, but Tim, you were telling me uh, before we started, you did a uh, sort of a Kind of an investigation um, at a home in Brookville. I did. Yeah. Um, had a friend of mine through a friend said she was having some problems. And uh, if I would come out and investigate, she's a very intelligent woman. Yeah. I have to give her business out there, but she's clearly thinking and she was a little concerned. So I went out and within a couple hours, things started popping off and it was pretty exciting actually so let me ask you this question though because uh you are the experienced uh ghost hunter investigator mm-hmm. uh i've been on uh you know one investigation <laughs> um so that hardly makes me uh an, an expert on any level but i i find it in, in terribly interesting so when somebody when somebody especially someone you know right if a stranger approaches you they hear about you they see your website whatever facebook page they contact you. Um, they're not necessarily uh, worried about uh, your judgment or possible ridicule, right? <laughs> no. They're just they're just strangers, and they're just saying, "Hey, this right. is going on." But when you have a friend come to you, um, how? I mean, I'm sure this has happened. Other friends have come to you. How do they approach you? Do they just say, "Yeah, look, like you know, uh, look, don't think I'm nuts here," but uh, you know, yeah, like I said, she. On an educational level, I cannot even come close to her. Okay. But uh, so she reached out to another friend and uh, basically saying, you know, I, I know I'm not crazy, but do you like 
come and check the place out. And I said, yeah. yeah. And she's like, well, how's your, what's your process? And I said, usually I talk to you on the phone. If I think there's something there, I'll come talk to you. Mm-hmm. Then I'll come out and do a home invest, you know, home walkthrough. Right. And if I still feel that you're serious and then I come and do it, she said, we're not doing that. You're just going to come out, do the investigation. Oh, and wow. she said, because I know what I saw. Okay. She was pretty adamant. Some people are just, that I've found in the past, they watch too much TV. Yeah. And they want to be a part of that little click of people coming out and doing their houses. But there's, you know, there's things can happen for doing that. But she's, she understood what I could do. I can make it worse or it'd be nothing. So she invited me out and we started talking. And then finally I said, okay, I'm going to start and put some cameras up and some audio stuff. And for the first hour or two, nothing. And then uh, I got a couple interesting things popped off, like a shadow figure. Then I had a voice that said something that this, Basically, this person or entity, whatever you want to call it, and you know, whatever you how you feel you want to say it, ghost did not like that she was drinking something of his. So, so can you can you delve a little bit into this? I mean, I I I know that. uh, So she has a want to kind of keep this on the on the DL because I sign. I have actually when I do investigations, I have waivers and paperwork people sign, and I'll have them check to the boxes. Is it okay if I use this information online? This one was a big no. This is going right. to be private. I can say for through her permission that it's this home is in Brookville, is you know, eighteen nineties, nineteen hundreds house. Right. She bought it back from another family member. It has a wine cellar in the basement. Okay. And she had came home to have a glass of wine and was looking for the cork for it. So she set it on the kitchen. She found it. She set it on the kitchen counter. Walked to the cellar to get the wine out. It was this. It was her grandfather's birthday. She was going to do a toast with one of his special wines. So, this, so let, just so I'm so I'm clear, this home at one time belonged to her grandfather. Her grandfather, and he was and a, then they a local sold businessman. It, okay, so they sold it to somebody or you yeah. know several people down yeah. the line. Yeah, and then she purchased it. Correct. And uh, was she, was in the house, and she was enjoying yeah. some wine from his his, his wine cellar, his, his wine collection. Cellar. Right. She had, Without saying too much, she had inherited the the wine, but she didn't inherit the house. The house okay. was the auction. Okay, gotcha. So she got it back a year later and started rebuilding the wine cellar. And some of the bottles were, were his. And this was a 1950-ish bottle of wine. And she went downstairs to grab it, come up to do a toast to her grandfather. She's mm-hmm. back in the house. And uh, the wine court kit, whatever you call it, was gone. And she looked around the whole house where her husband's at work. She goes in the living room and is sitting on the floor in front of the TV. Wow, this is very well, a very educated woman, rational thinking, very, very smart person, and she's. I've met her th- a few times through the other friend of ours, right? And she's no nonsense. And she said this shook me up. Now I'm not playing devil's advocate here, okay? But I'm just asking the question because you were telling me a little bit about this investigation prior to us recording, correct? And you had mentioned that something happened with your camera. Correct. Right? I, have a, I have a GoPro, and I had it sitting on the, the flexible legs tripod in the hallway. And as I went outside to check the cameras, I had three cameras set up, one in the basement, one there, and the one in the attic. It got it didn't fall over. It got slapped, a high rate of speed slap. Something yeah. hit it. Correct. Took it out. So I went and asked her, if you know, do you have any animals in the house? She's, and the person said she did. Um, said, I know you're allergic. I wanted to keep him away from you. Was it in the hallway? No. Okay. So I don't say anything. Sure. So I go back, set it back up. But um, 
yeah, it was pretty pretty interesting. So, so that's my question though, because when you when you told me that and you just said the cork ended up on the floor in front of the TV, I'm wondering the skeptic in me is, did the cat get a hold correct of the the cork and decide to play with it? Because right. this morning. I left a little can of peanuts out next to my chair with the lid on it and uh, last night. And this morning, my wife comes in and says, Lily uh, got a hold of that <laughs> and had some peanuts. And so, you know, dogs and cats, you know, that, I mean, I could see a yeah. cat wanting to play with a cork, especially if it's juiced. I can't, <laughs> I can't see. I, I don't have any proof or any camera angles of that. Right now, on the the video I've watched of the camera being knocked over, it's clearly nothing there. Now, right, right. now, granted, the way the GoPro will film it, it's it does have like a little section, like it's not like the it's like 1080. It's not like the clearest, you know, 4K kind of deal. Right, but you don't see anything there. I had said to myself, I thought maybe the cat or some something else had grabbed it and moved it in the living room. Right. Well, it was on the counter. Well, dog's not going to do it. Right. The cat right. can jump over. Clearly, it wasn't a very big counter. So that one I kind of like, kind of ruled off like mm, it could be. So I figured that one to me is debunked. But the camera being knocked down. But catching the shadow figure on camera was pretty good, and it's a heat shadow. Like it's it's there. You see the temperature right. change. Right. And then the voice I have, is, you know, she we basically I asked, did you mind that they're in your your wine? And it basically said he didn't like it. So, so the assumption is, or the belief might be, is that the 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 entity, uh, the voice that you heard was from uh, the grandfather, grandfather, correct, the, who who owned the house, who owned uh, the wine, the wine, and the wine cellar, and the whole right. deal, and he didn't like the fact that somebody was in there, right, and, drinking drinking his stash. And from <laughs> what I've, you know, and I can I can say this without, you know, because I'm not giving you names or locations, she was the grandbaby of all the kids grandkids okay so he was like he was she was the princess he don't want her doing things or drinking so that and you know we kind of laughed about that and she said she had had a, a wine a glass of wine with him before he passed away and and he said don't drink too much of that ah so now is this him coming back saying it i right. didn't hear it in person but on audio it's clearly there and it's just me and her well then her husband shows up during the investigation and he said who was just looking out the window Oh. <laughs> and I said, what window? He said, upstairs. I was like, we've been right here. We've right. got an issue right here. And he kept saying, don't play with me. I don't really take this stuff to heart. You know, who was up there? And we both basically said, neither one of us. And we go upstairs, and you can see it's the old, like, lace curtain style blinds. They're see-through, right. but they're yeah. kind of old. Yeah. And it was sheer, pulled, kind of yeah, a sheer. sheer. It yeah. was pulled to one side. Wow. And she said, I don't never go up there. So, I mean, it yeah. clearly she didn't because the, the curtains are dusty. Mm-hmm. But it was pulled open like you could see through. Somebody pulled one side. Interesting. So, I never, I looked at the camera head upstairs. It doesn't point to that side. It's pointing back towards the steps. So, I never paid attention to see if the curtains were open. Or and closed, I can't, right. I can't say yeah. it was or yeah. wasn't. So, to me, that's debunked because I can't, it's no... Or, or at the very least, it's it's an open question, yeah. right? I mean, you know, who knows? Who but knows? he clearly but he, if says... He, if somebody who doesn't believe in any of that yeah. uh, claims that they see something or, you know, see somebody looking out a window where someone typically wouldn't be right. uh, or wasn't at that moment, then you kind of have to 
ask the question. Right. It's like, well, what did you see? And then you talk about, you know, catching a shadow figure of some sort on camera. Right. So, yeah. And it's funny because I did this Saturday night and when I went home, I hadn't really looked at all this stuff. So Sunday I took some stuff out and me and my mom went out to, to the, you know, we took her to dinner on Sunday and, and I saw this couple there having dinner also. And I walked up and said hi. And he's like, you're freaking me out, buddy. <laughs> he said, we've just started talking again. We didn't know you were going to be here. And I said to her, really, who who looked out the window? You or him? So he's, it's still in his head. It's still in his head. It's still in wow. his head. So yeah. that part now I think is, to me, I like that part because this is somebody totally does not believe. Yeah. Now he's, he's still thinking about it instead of dropping it. Now he's got a little doubt. Now I feel like, is he going to start paying more attention and looking? And that's why I tell people, like, you don't have to be that scared of it. Just pay attention. Yeah. If it gets to the point where you think you are, you can say things and certain things like, you know, I'm, stay away from me. I'm not, I don't want to yeah. be a part of this yeah. or whatever. But, you know, again, he's a very rational man. He's very knowledgeable and he's, it shook him up a little bit. Cause right. He don't, well, let me ask you this question. I mean, do you think in your experience, whether it's through your investigations or, just in in uh, stories that you've heard from other investigators or just people in general that and I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but um, I don't know if the grandfather passed away in that house. I mean, there's unfortunately he did. OK, so so that that makes some sense, because I think if you are a uh, casual fan of ghost hunting, uh, you generally think, OK, uh, yep. Somebody dies in a home or a building of some sort, whatever it is. I mean, the building that we're uh, doing our podcast is an old NCR building. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine that in the decades, the decades that this building was being used by NCR, there had to be probably somebody who, who at one point passed away right. inside the building. So when I've, I've talked about the fact that sometimes I'll walk into a hallway and uh, it's late at night. There aren't very, very many people in the building. And uh, all of a sudden, the, the elevator door just opens. Without me hitting a button, right. I didn't hear it running anywhere. You know, that makes me think. Now, the question, um, there are restaurants and bars and places where we've talked about going to investigate. Mm -hmm. um, maybe somebody has passed away there, but oftentimes... Um, you hear that, well, no, they don't know of anyone. Right. Do you think that a spirit that moves on, you know, dies or whatever, and or the, the person dies, if the spirit doesn't ascend to whatever might be there, right? Right. No. Um, and they get stuck, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that it could just go to whatever location it's drawn to and that or does it have to be you know what i'm saying it's like if somebody if i've heard stories where uh i've heard stories where um well i'll even say it larry hanskin from miami valley's morning news tells a story of uh seeing what he believed was the ghost of lou m longtime morning show host mm -hmm. at whio in the old WHIO studio building over on Wilmington, but that's not where he died. Right. So I, I'm just curious. Also, I'm just curious, like how, yeah, how would that even work? Right. Well, see, you get a lot of people will say like, you know, we sold our house. We thought we were done. 
it followed us there. Sometimes it's it could be the person, the entity could be attached to the person, or it just goes where it knows you're going, or yeah. this, or like, with like the case with the little Lou. He was in radio. He knows nothing but radio. That's what he did his whole life. Yeah. So that's familiar ground to him. I wish I could say 100% this is what it is because I can't because there's no book. Well, right. There's no, there's book, no, way, there's there's no, no way to there's know. No, there's, right, right. can't go right. to Sinclair and our university didn't get a scholarship on this. But I mean, it, and sometimes I think people are just stubborn in life. Yeah. And they just don't want to move on. Right. And death. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard to say, but with the gentleman with the house that did pass away is, Something to that house is bothers them because no one sleeps in that room. It's four bedroom. Right. So there's it has like two master bedrooms and then two smaller bedrooms. Sure. Most of the time. Yeah. Well, that one is off limits. They don't they don't sleep in that one. Interesting. So and even he agrees that it's just out of respect. You know, you don't do that. Yeah. But uh, but it, it's in their mind. But he he was uh from what I I gathered he was a, a big jokester. He liked to make jokes and show you dumb tricks and coins and sure. slide a hand. Yeah. And he was into a lot of the old horror movies of the 50s and 60s, but that's what he grew up on. Yeah. So, but she said, but nothing bad, or he was never a bad spirited man. He was a good man. It's just he liked his wine and his wine collection. Yeah. And now somebody's drinking his wine collection. Well, that's, yeah, I get that. I get that. I mean, if that's one of your passions, I would imagine that you would take that into whatever afterlife there might be. You know, I don't think you just lose that. I, I, I don't think. You know, like, you know, a lot of people don't know that you know during a day job i'm a general manager of the villa tavern pizza we had a gentleman pass out pass away there one night just drinking water and eating, eating a sandwich and he just went out and just passed away right tried cpr and he didn't make it and his name was john and there was a lady in there one day and she says well i'm a i've been able to see people and dead people and I just thought she's crazy. Lady. Right, you know, right. I went yeah. for her to pull out 35 cats out of her bag or something. <laughs> and she right. said, yeah, she goes, within one of these three seats, John died here. Interesting. And I'm like, well, which one do you think it is? I know which one it is. Yeah. I, I had just left and the guy passed out. And she picked the right spot. Wow. And it's lined up with a beam. I can remember exactly where it was at. Yeah. And I was like, well, you must know him. She goes, I'm due to his town. And she showed me her ID and she was from California interesting and this was like this happened like five years before her right but she knew the name and she knew within the vicinity of the seats right of 50 seats, whatever which one she it was. sensed yeah so i'm like yeah she might be yeah. on the real deal and then she kind of made a pun I'm like i know you are their paranormal man wow like, <laughs> so now she's trying to flip it back on me yeah yeah but, interesting but i haven't seen her since then but she knew that guy's name yeah that was kind of weird so that's uh, that's interesting. I think we you said we have a clip, right, that yeah. we can listen to. And this is this was the question when you uh, you asked um, if if whatever this entity was had a problem with uh, people drinking his wine, yeah. right? And this is what you recorded. Hi, Grandpa. My name's Tim. I'm here with your granddaughter. Do you know she just bought the property back from the estate? Hi, Grandfather. We just want to know if you're here, if everything's okay, if it's okay, she can use your wine cellar. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, who who knows who knows what that is? Who knows what that is? Um, but the good thing is, you know, that that house is, it's you know, it's their wishes not to be known who they are and what's really going sure, on. And sure, sure. And I appreciate what little info they did give me. <clears throat> and she listens to our our older shows we did, so I hope that's you know was respectful for yeah. her. But now when we do the location where we're going to, it's a 1907. 
uh, old schoolhouse turned into a bar restaurant. And I know several people died in that one for facts because I got the paperwork on them already. So that'll be pretty cool because there were apartments upstairs and they passed oh, away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So okay. So that's going to be cool. So with that, we already know. And that'll be one that me and you'll be doing together. So. Well, that's cool. We'll look uh, We'll look forward to that. Um, my wife, Mary, sent me an article a couple of weeks ago, and it was a Buzz, BuzzFeed article. And I'd never heard of this before, and I'm curious if you've heard of this. Um, it's something called third man syndrome. And it's, I would say that it's sort of in the realm of paranormal, okay. like trying to understand what it is. And the person that writes about it, um, uh, let's see, her name is Angelica, and she writes for BuzzFeed. And this was actually just from uh, last week. And she says she wrote about this phenomenon called third man syndrome. And she says, as someone deeply interested in all things paranormal, I was absolutely fascinated by it. And basically what it is, and this is how she explains it, Third man syndrome, also called third man factor, is a, a phenomenon that occurs in times of distress and crisis. It's the feeling that there's another person or entity there alongside you, even though you're all alone. People report feeling or even seeing this third man who acts as a voice of comfort and support in an otherwise horrifying time or literally saves their life. And there's these examples in these stories that she's collected from people uh and you know one person talks about uh she was uh running an errand with her kid and they were driving down the road and she 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 claims that she heard somebody yell stop now so she stops and just then a car runs the red light coming the other direction and they would have been creamed. Right. Right. And she heard it and, uh, but she thought, well, maybe I just sensed it or whatever it might be. But then the child in the back seat says, who, who yelled that? Like who yelled stop? So even the kid in the back. So it wasn't a hallucination. It wasn't a everybody hallucination. Heard it. Everybody heard it. There's another story where a woman uh, who's a nurse says that she had picked a coworker up and they were on their way to work and they came upon an accident and uh, the car, the, there was a guy in the car and he couldn't get out of the car. Like he was like unconscious. He was in the driver's seat. Um, they couldn't get the door open. There was smoke coming from the engine and they were trying to get the door. They couldn't get it open. And all of a sudden she says, some guy shows up and says, Hey, I can help. I can help. And he opens the door. They get him out of there and she turns to thank the guy and he's gone and nobody else saw him. The people that were there didn't see him. Right. They thought that the two women had opened the door, but she, they both swore up and down. Somebody helped us. And I've never heard of that uh, phenomenon before, but it kind of makes sense because you hear stories from time to time. And lots of times it's people that were in war, right? Where, where, you know, they have some sort of experience where some someone pulls them to safety. Right. They never, you know, learned who it was, assuming maybe it was just, an, you know, another another uh, uh, troop in their brigade or whatever. You know, uh, a fellow soldier uh, pulled them to safety and they just never learned who it was. But 
I wonder about that. That's kind of an interesting uh, See, I'd heard, idea. I'd not, I hadn't, hadn't heard that name called that, but I'd heard people say before about like a angel saving them in a car rash, or, you know, right? Or like the car was flipped over and the car got flipped back over so they could get out. But you know, a lot of people say, well, it's usually people that stop to help them, and they're they're drilling so high, they're almost like in a hallucination kind of for you. Yeah. So when they do it they don't realize they did it. Yeah. You know, they're just trying to save somebody who's fire because you're already crazy anyway of the you know, excitement of it. But I've never heard it called that name, but that's, I have to look into that. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, because I would imagine that, uh, like you said, I mean, there's there's stories out there where, where something happens, whether, whether it's something physical like that, literally like this woman pulling the door uh, or somebody pulling the door open and saving the guy that was in the car, or even if it's just a voice or a nudge. Yep. And see, you there's know. an incident of that too. It was out like ten years ago, and it was in Hawaii when they had that. They were filming this Hawaiian guy play guitar, bigger boys, right, big, right, bigger size guys. Yeah, and the helicopter was doing footage. Well, it went down, crashed, and it was right next to a creek bed. And this guy goes down there and lifts the whole helicopter up, and the other two guys got him out. And he swears I'm done. He did not help pick that thing up on video. You see him grab it. He picks it up two feet out of the water. The one side, they go inside and buckle this guy and get him out. And he's critically hurt. He lives, but he doesn't remember doing he that doesn't himself. Remember doing none of himself. He black. He said, "I don't. I didn't do that." And they said, "I think his name was John." I'll send you the the, the clip on it. But he's he's adamant he didn't do it, and it's clearly on video. Another guy's filming it. And he picks it up out of the water, and they go there and buckle the guy out and get him out. And he lays it back down. And he turns around. They're like thanking him. He don't even. Yeah. Later now, on, see, he says he doesn't know. I could, I could see, I could see somebody like you said being in a, in a, uh, you know, in a very traumatic situation. Adrenaline will do crazy things, right? And and you not realizing what you're doing, you know, whether you just instinctively go into action, and you just don't know, yeah. right? Um, but but to have like a, a like a, this third man, yeah, you know, this this third party or whoever just show up and do something yeah miraculous and it's, and it's you know? amazing you know and if it's a, if it comes out that, that it's actually that's the case then people that kind of goes against everything else that some people believe like well when you when you pass away you go straight to heaven or you go to hell there's no in between well obviously this person's here so is is it their job to stick around to help people in emergency who knows i mean it's uh you want to believe it, it's, it's real, but yeah. it's just crazy. But there is that aspect that that adrenaline does make people stronger than, yeah. than normal. Here's another one. Uh, this uh, man is talking. I uh, see. Let's see. I was uh, taking a shortcut across a frozen reservoir on the way to a friend's house. Suddenly, the ice cracked and I started to fall through. I felt two hands slam into my back. And I skidded across the ice. I was soaking wet when I arrived at my friend's house, cold and shivering. I told him the story as I changed into some of his clothes so we could throw mine into the dryer. My friend turned white and his eyes were bugging out of his head. He guided me to the bathroom so I could look in the mirror and I saw what disturbed him. There were two hand-shaped bruises forming on my back. Forty years later, I still get chills thinking about it. Wow. But it has no idea who it was. And you would think that if it was actually a person, right? You know, uh, one they wouldn't just throw him across the ice, right? right. And and then they'd stay, they'd stick around right. to make sure that he got off the ice, yeah. You know, safely and make sure that he got to where he was going. I mean, that's traumatic for a, a, a child, 
So, yeah, just, wow. I mean, it's, on one hand, you think, oh, that's crazy. That can never happen. But on an investigation I did like five years ago at a house in Hebrew Heights, I was done, washed my hands, was going to the bathroom. Big, huge bathroom. You could put 10 people in this thing. And I got pushed forward and unfortunately made a little bit of a mess in the bathroom. Right. And turned around, nobody was there. And it was clearly, it clearly happened. So you were taking a leak. Yes. And somebody pushed you from behind. Both hands on my shoulder blades, straight forward, where I had to grab the wall and grab the back of the toilet for falling down. And it's a very, very, very nice house. And I had to spend a few minutes taking care of cleaning business up here because. Wow. And it was. It it it's the first time I'd ever experienced something like that, and it shook me up for a couple of days because yeah, I know what happened. Yeah, I mean, I'm very, I'm very aware of the places I go, and I'm respectful, and I try to keep everything sure, nice. Sure, sure, sure. But that was they had had my head spinning for a few days. So I mean, is that more of a jokester part there than saving somebody's life? That's a whole different thing. But yeah, there's another person there. But who knows? But. I have to research that more. I kind of like, I've never heard that. Part, well, but. I was, I was going to put it out there. It's like, you know, this may be more common than right. what we realize. And in, in, in that, I mean, I've, I've, I feel like I've heard voices before. Mm-hmm. Um, and lots of times it's my name. And I, I don't know if it, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not doing drugs, you know, <laughs> I might have a few cocktails now and then, but, but this is like, I'm, this isn't when that is happening, right? right? So, you know, just curious. It's like, what what is that uh, the third man syndrome? What is that? So if you have maybe a story like that and you're hearing this podcast, by all means, comment below. Uh, let us know because we'd like to talk to you. You know, maybe somebody had a, a harrowing, memorable experience yep. like that. And it's, you know, it's like the... the uh I watched a documentary a while back, and it was about the, uh, I don't know if it was in Puerto Rico where the, the miners were trapped. And they Peru? Did, Peru. P- Peru. And yeah. the one guy, he swam, and he was out of oxygen for the tank, and he went like seven minutes without it and survived, and that should never happen. Right. And he said that he felt like the last push, like he was getting ready to like exhale what air he had. Something grabbed his hand and pulled him up. The next thing you know, he's in the room with the, with the guys. And then the other guys showed up with the extra tanks. Yeah. And he swears up and down that something grabbed his hand and pulled him the rest of the way real quick. And he popped up in the, in the room where they were at. Wow. And well, he that's, was, uh, he that's was, interesting. Uh, he's from Australia. The diver right. was there. Cool. cool. That's cool stuff. All right. Well, I think, uh, I think we've covered what we needed to cover today, right? Yeah. We're going to try to uh, continue to do these on a more regular basis, for sure. Uh, we'll get some uh, some investigations uh, under our belt yep. and have uh, some audio and, of course, video that we will be able to show on our uh, social media outlets. Again, it's the Dark Edge podcast. But if you are listening to this podcast, then you've probably found it. So, uh, well, very cool. Thank you, Tim. Thanks for your time, buddy. Thank you. And we'll talk to uh, everybody next time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.